Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldessie. And this is Mark Biela from Coleman and & Company, and today we're here to talk about how to make more money in custom tees, and it's really about choosing the right niche. Right, and or choosing the right niche. Niche? Yeah, depending on, yeah. Depending on how... Bougie, you want to be <laughs> okay? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go try use to the 80s. Find a some sort of how to pronounce YouTube video. Okay, I might do that while I, you're talking and please, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> please do. <laughs> so, um, choosing the right niche is is something that is is really a big deal. And by the way, I was going to say something about this being, you know, the podcast is now 59 yeah. episodes old. But you know, honestly, the podcast is forgetting things at this point, yeah, and and we just we just moved on. Okay. <laughs> so um, we want to talk about picking the right niche, and we want to start uh, because this niche is kind of a word that marketing people throw around all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's not a word that people define very often. So I'm going to let Mark Vila. Oh, who oh is a who is a niche expert? A niche, <laughs> um, kind of kind of talk a little bit about what a niche market is, and uh, and then we'll talk about why that's going to be a big deal for your business. Well, oftentimes when I want to find the definition of something, um, I I do the simple thing and I go to Google first, right? And I think it's a good idea for you guys to do this too. If this is anything, just kind of search like what's a what's what's a niche market. What are niche markets? Things like that. The first thing that I search um, that I searched um, earlier today: a niche market is a subset of the market on which a specific product is focused. The market niche defines as the product features aimed at satisfying specific market needs, as well as a price range, production quality, and demographic that's it, that it is intended to impact. Okay, so that's a that is a very technical term. Yeah. What does that mean? So an, a niche market is a it's a specific group of customers you're going to go after go go after to sell to. Yeah, and if you're already in business, you probably already have niche markets that you deal with without kind of strategizing um, what you're what you're going after. Yeah, well, a lot of small business owners, especially in custom apparel, accidentally fall into some. Yeah, just because you get one customer and then you get three or five that are all in this same group. Yes. Um, you know, maybe it's it's fishermen. You know, yeah. when you started doing one, you know, you know, fishing group, you started making all of their fishing shirts and caps and jackets and different things like that. Um, and next thing you know, you're you're in with you know a local dock and you're making things for their store. And now all of a sudden, like you have this niche market that's your, that you're into kind of fishing slash boating yeah. people, customer. Or, or or maybe you know you got into the bling business. Because you already had your own kind of built-in personal niche um, that's cheerleading, yeah, you know, or dance, you know, maybe you are a mom with two girls in middle school or high school, and they dance and they do cheer, and you got tired of spending thirty-five dollars on your cheer mom shirt, and you decided you would make that yourself and charge other people thirty-five dollars for that shirt. Yeah, and uh, uh, and 
And niche marketing can be considered like if you envision a pyramid, okay, that, that is upside down. So the, the top part is really, really wide. Right. And the bottom part is an infinitely sm- small point. Yes. Okay. So um, your first niche market um, are probably um, things on earth. Right. Might be dogs or right. humans, right. or you might make bird apparel. I don't okay. know. Okay, you, you could. You know, um, but that's don't like judge. we're not going to judge. That's like the biggest thing. Is like I sell shirt human shirts. Yeah, I don't do any animal stuff. I do human shirts. That, right? that, and, and you are that person, and you're stuck in that way. If if one of us asks you, so who do you sell? Who do you want to sell your clothes to? Who do you want to sell your custom T-shirt to? Yeah. Everybody, yeah, every every everyone, humans, every humans, you know. all humans will want to buy my product. So then maybe you know, so you start to narrow these things down, and as you narrow them down, the number of people, so humans, eight billion, right? right? Okay, actually, just humans in you know in my county, okay, you know, two million, right? Okay, well, just just I really want to focus on like on on ladies' apparel. One right. million. Okay. You know, okay, well, now, actually, youth ladies is kind of the thing. I kind of want to focus on on the parents who want to buy stuff for their teenagers. Okay, so teenage apparel, but you want to focus on parents who have some money to spend on them. Okay, now, all right, that, we're, we're breaking down a bit. All right. I hope you guys are taking notes because this is, like, the best the best lesson in, <laughs> in narrowing stuff down. Yeah. I'm, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, you know? and then you think about it that way. Now, no matter, it doesn't matter what we started with. And then you say, okay, well, why do I, why had, why do, was I thinking about women's youth apparel with parents who can afford to buy them really nice things? Why was I thinking about that? Right. You know, so it's an exercise because you wanted to, well, why were you even thinking that? What was the point? Just because you like the way that apparel looks, you like that fashion? Yeah. Okay. That's a good enough reason. So how are you going to sell to any of those people? So then you think, then now you start breaking it down of, okay, well, in that, I could do something with their interests right. so I can get into, what if I did, like, for high school kids, what if I was doing, like, custom band, custom cheerleading, custom, you know, for all girls-focused apparel yeah. and girls' cuts, because what happens is, you know, I saw, I see an issue in my area. I see when I go, when I pick up my kid from school, I see all the girls are wearing the squared box tees, like the and guys basketball are. basketball shorts. And, yeah, and they're and tying it. them up on the bottom, yeah. and they're cutting the sleeves off. Why? Because they don't like that fit. Right. It's not, it's not fashionable for them. What if I made fashionable apparel? What if, like, the band girls had fashionable Band yeah. gear, right? So now, now, now you've got you just made a super ultra niche right there. Yeah, you know, high school band girls who want fashionable apparel, and and and, and that's cool. I do want to talk about different ways to arrive at a good niche, mm-hmm. and then how to look at whether or not that is a good niche based on if they have money to spend. Yeah, if there's a lot of interest in the area. But so so I just want to establish that we figured out what a niche market is. Yeah. Um, so a niche market is something less than the entire world, right? <laughs> it's something that is interest or geographically based. Um, it might be an activity. It could be an area. It could be, you know, a variety of things as long as you are dealing with a, a smaller set of people. Yeah, and it could be, it could be financially Based too, yeah. It could be you could be. I just want to sell cheap T-shirts that are really cheap in my area because everyone's expensive. Right. My niche is going to be that. So it could be the price point of your apparel. It could be 
the group of people that you're working with, or it could be some sort of combination of yeah. these things. So that is finding your niche based on what you want to do and what you want to sell. Mm -hmm. So you've seen an issue with local girls' apparel, and you want to fix the, fix that issue or provide a solution. Or you are already at a small, unusual denomination at church um, that is not a served marketplace. That's part of your passion. So that's the that's a niche market that you want to go after because that's built in. So you have found something that you're interested in, and you are going to go after that. You're going to make clothes for that. Um, and the reason that you want to do that is because the smaller the niche market is, the more directed your efforts are, the more profitable that you can sell something. So that leads right into then why, why do you want a, a niche? A niche. Why do you want a niche? Because Italian sports cars are fast. Oh, okay. Is that what really? we're talking is that... about? Is that the niche? <laughs> no, no, I thought it was an Indian dinner. Okay, yeah. it could be a yeah, local a Indian restaurant. I like that. Sounds a medium spicy. <laughs> Too much. So um, I'm going to use an example from um, our DTG veteran, uh, Don Copeland. Okay. okay. And Don used to use this example in, in talking about directed to gar direct garment printed shirts. So let's say you're going to print a shirt that says Ford on it, right? Your audience then, your niche market is everyone that owns a Ford or has ever owned a Ford or is interested in Ford. And you might be able to sell that for $10, $12. Sure. Because it's generic, it's everything. It's a Ford t-shirt, yeah. Now, let's say that you made um, a shirt about Ford Mustangs. Okay, yeah. Okay, so now you've got a subset of Ford. You're getting close to, it's a niche market. There are a lot of Mustang owners, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's say, so you might get $15, $17 for a shirt that's all about Mustangs. That yeah, good. but you can still get a Mustang shirt anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Now, what if you um, specialized in a time period, like okay. um, muscle car Mustangs of the late 60s? You know, so, okay, so now you've got a little bit higher value because it's a smaller niche market. Now, what if you go to a car show and you take a picture of that guy's Mustang? Mm -hmm. he's going to pay 30 or $40 for a shirt with a picture of him and his car on it. Yep. So that's kind of the, you know, as you, as there are fewer, the pros and cons, as you find a market with fewer people to sell, for, sell to, um, then the price that you can charge for that, for serving that market goes up. So it becomes more profitable. Yep. So that's kind of like, that's why to have a niche market. It allows you to make more money on every shirt. It allows you to focus your time and creative effort if you're doing that. And it also allows you to focus your marketing advertising activities. And, this, and the question that um, gets asked here is, well, why do I get to charge more money for that? You know, like what, what makes it worth more money? And it's really because a lot less people are focusing, you're creating a, there's supply and demand. Yes. The, the, when you are, when you take the time to focus on a very, very specific market in apparel, there are significantly, the, the smaller, the tighter that niche you get down to, yes. the closer you get towards the bottom of that triangle, the less apparel companies are focusing on it and the less likely or, or thus easy, um, it's either how hard it's going to be for somebody yeah. to find that or um, how many people are actually going to be advertising or selling to this community. Yeah, I mean, I can go to um, 
almost any target in the country and find a football t-shirt. Um, I can go to a lot of stores and find a local college football t-shirt. Um, to get a football t-shirt for a local high school is a little bit harder. To get a local t-shirt with a local high school and a kid's name on it is even harder. Mm -hmm. So, like Mark said, the value goes up as kind of scarcity goes up. Yep. Yep, and it's and that's the thing with how many people at that car show, you know, there's maybe there's not necessarily T-shirt vendors there per se. Maybe there is. I don't know. But everyone, there's a lot of people there wearing Mustang T-shirts. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a lot. I've been to Mustang. I, all my best friends are right. all Mustang fanatics. See, and I just, I just, you know, <laughs> picked that one at random. Yeah, they all are. Um, so, and I, I don't own one nor have I. I do love them though, for right. because I know so much about them. All my best friends are into yeah. it. Um, two of them work at a Mustang uh, parts. Okay. Place. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's, so. Um, but talking about that, um, when you go to a car show, how many people are walking around with a T-shirt of their car on it? Yeah. You know, um, I made one of the one of my friends. I took I took his car. And then um, I got it illustrated. So he actually has a cartoon version nice. of, of, his, of his car on a T-shirt. That's Nobody cool. has that, yeah. right? You know. So um, that is something where it's like, well, what if you have a talent and ability to do that, or you could figure out how to do that well? Yeah. Would I check out check out these pictures? What I do is I take your car, get it cartoonized. Yeah. Put whatever we want on the hood. Yeah. You know, this guy took a picture of his face and put it on the hood. You know, and nobody else is selling that. Yeah. So. Um, that's why that shirt is forty dollars. Yeah. If you want it, that it's a forty dollars shirt. Oh, yeah, well, that's a lot. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, I, I'm the only one who does this, and it took me a lot of time to figure out how to do it. And I'm going to go make that myself. And I'm, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to make it. Like it's going to take a lot of time to do it, but it's worth the money, and it's right. cool because you're going to be the only guy here with that shirt on. Yeah. So now you don't have to address a niche down that small. Yeah. No. But you guys get you guys get the idea. Yep. I mean, you're looking for. You know, if it's in your personal life, you're you're kind of looking for these built-in preferences or built-in interests that you might have. It could be a geographic. It could be an activity that you follow. Now, having said all that, mm -hmm. that does not mean that that niche that you love is going to be profitable. And um, I want to talk about this from kind of like an online business perspective. Uh, and that is, if I'm going to sell online um, only, it's going to be it's going to be more of a challenge to find that one guy that you want to put a picture of his Mustang on his shirt. Yeah. Because you don't know that guy. You're not going to that show. Yeah. You're not, you know, attending those events locally to build a presence in that market and be able to sell it. So you could go online and say, you know, maybe you advertise, hey, I'll put your Mustang picture on a shirt for you, and that's one. Um, that may not be the most profitable activity at that point. Okay. So another way that you could look at finding and addressing a niche and figuring out whether or not it's profitable if you're going online is to just start with a general category. Like let's say that, you know, um, of all of the markets in the world, there's, there are things like healthcare, there's personal services, there's automotive, there's um, farming, yeah, there's sports. sports, there's anything like that. So maybe maybe healthcare is one of the markets you want to check out, but that's not a small enough niche. So under healthcare, it may be that you want to that you narrow it down to nurses, 
And then under nurses, maybe it's just geriatric nurses or or memory care nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the challenge is is to figure out how can I access that niche? Is it very active? Is it an easy group to get in touch with? How do I advertise to them? And the same thing if it's, um, let's say, your niche is high school sports, but you really want to set yourself up, set, set yourself apart. So maybe you're not after the, the regular football. Maybe you're after American high school sports, sportsmen that play rugby yeah. or lacrosse or volleyball. You know, or uh, girls softball, or something that's not you know one of the typical shirt, typical markets that you think of when you think of high school sports. So, what do you do to find out whether or not that micro niche market is a good one? Mm-hmm. So, what I do is I go on Facebook and I look for groups that have to do with that niche market, and then see how active they are. So if you've got a Facebook account, you go on Facebook right now, you can see if there's, is there a group that deals with veterinary nurses? You know, is that a category that you can get to? Is there a, is there, are there lacrosse, high school lacrosse Facebook groups around the country that have a huge number of members that get a lot of posts? You know, what other kind of social activities do you see out there in the marketplace that makes you think that people are so enthusiastic about this niche? That they're going to buy shirts. Yeah, and what and and really, that's kind of the that last sentence there is a bit of some of summing it up a bit. Is are they going? Is it going to be people who are going to spend money, and are they going to buy shirts? Right. You know, is it? it you have to consider all of these things. So before when Mark and I were kind of chatting about this, one thing that popped in my head was if you are really interested in. Um, you know, yard sales and swap meets and and um, flea markets and things like that. And you actually are part of like a little Facebook group of community, you know, yes. and that are all people who go to these things and share information about them. Um, they're not going to ever spend anything. They're going to haggle over a nickel. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like if something costs 10 cents on a table, they're going to see if they can get it for a nickel. Yeah. Are you going to actually make, be able to sell really profitable? Are they going to buy a $30 t-shirt? Right. No. Like everything on their probably, back. Probably not. Out, they yeah. bought it at a flea market for a dollar. Right. They're deal seekers. So I probably would not want to attempt to sell any sort of extremely profitable high-end niche to those folks. Right. Um. However, you know, when you mention, like, the sports or yes. if we talk about the Mustangs or, you know, motorcycle enthusiasts or dog enthusiasts, you know, well, um, all of these things, think about the cost of the hobby and what – and the income, the amount of money they'd be willing to spend on the hobby, the amount of income they have to make in general yeah. to be able to afford to have that hobby. Yeah. You know, all of these things together are going to help determine – Am I going to be able to reach a group of people that um, will have the passion and and the financial ability to buy garments from me? Yeah. I mean, like, let's say uh, you're looking to sell shirts to ice hockey kids. Ice, kids that play ice hockey, their parents spend a lot of money on yeah. equipment. You know, skates and pads and training gear and sticks yeah, I mean, and medical bills. 500,000 bucks a year or more, you yeah. know, just on the stuff to replace because 
they grew three inches over the past year, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, they're probably, they're real passionate about it. Yeah. You know, they've dedicated, it doesn't mean that they're rich, you know, and that doesn't mean that every, no, everyone you're going after is rich, but they're, they'll break loose the money to, to do that. They'll break loose, they, they will figure out in their budget how to put something into this passion. Absolutely. You know, and it could be true of so many niche markets. Who are going to be people that are going to say, you know, if they've got an extra $50 this month to do something with, yes. would they be willing to spend it on a couple T-shirts right. or, or a hat? So, so it has to be an audience that you have to find a niche that you don't hate, that you won't hate, you know, doing stuff on. But, you know, you've got to find one that's full of people that can afford what you do. And you've got to find one that you can get to that are easily identifiable. If your niche is hackers, how are you going to find them? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they might they might have a lot of money. You know, if your if your niche is secret agents, if your niche is, you know, people that hike mountains that are over twelve thousand feet. You know, so where are you going to find these people in order to get your stuff in front of them? So they have to be have the money, and you have to be able to identify who they are and where they are. So with that, it's you know we we're making a bunch of cases for what you know what's an issue, why it's good to have one, and 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 how to kind of start to get there. But there's there's an inherent fear in getting into niche marketing, especially if you're considering developing your whole business model right. around this. And I think that if if you you're, people can get afraid, if I don't help everybody, then I'm going to miss out on money. Yeah, so so you're talking about, like, I'm in an area, why... Why wouldn't I just say yes to any job that I'm comes gonna, my uh, way? Why would I limit myself to make more money? Why would I limit myself? That doesn't make sense. You know, why would I only want to sell women's apparel? I'm losing out in half the market. Yeah. And, and I mean, the answer is in retail stores. Like there you go. White House Black Market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in, it's in these stores that cater to customers that only – every Starbucks has found a niche market. Yeah. You know, every McDonald's has found a niche market. Every business that you deal with has found a niche market. So for you to find a niche market, if you just want to sell to everybody in your area, that is your niche market. Treat it like that. Treat it like a geographical market. Yeah, and you go, like, and a good thing to consider is, you know, going to the mall. You know, so if if we break it down, if we think about it, you've got, your large department stores. Right. There's only maybe like five, right? Yeah. There's not the, the whole mall. And they're closing. Yeah, yeah. And they're closing. And the whole mall isn't large department stores. Yeah. No, there is a niche for going to Macy's or JCPenney or one of these places where you can go and find everything. Yeah. You know, there is some of that. Um, however, there's also a reason why that, like, there's White House Black Market and Forever 21, yeah. um, and H&M, and um, The Gap, and The Banana Republic, and all these things, because these are, you know, Banana Republic, and Gap, and Old Navy might all be in the same mall. They're all, they're all the same company. Right. They're all the same organization, if you didn't know that. They're owned by the same company. Employees that work for one get discounts at another store. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're the same company. But they've got three different stores. 
because they've got three different niches. So a, a good exercise you could do in, when you're developing this is to walk through the mall and say, well, why would this store only sell women's shoes? Could yeah. it, if they sold men's shoes, wouldn't they sell more? You know, but it's no, all their marketing is for women's shoes. Yeah. They get bring a lot of styles. Because they don't have a men's section, they can have twice as many styles of women's yeah. shoes. Um, maybe because they're only buying um, certain name brands, because there's name brands of shoes that they only make women's shoes, right? right. They're designers, yeah. for example. Well, if they can buy twice as many, yep. they can maybe get them cheaper. Yeah. You know, so there's all these reasons why a store would choose, because they know as soon as somebody walks into that store, they're responding to their marketing, to their window display, to their advertising, to their um, yeah. well, products. Plus, it's more efficient on a lot of levels, too. I mean, let's say that you are specializing in high school girls' sports. Well, the blanks that you keep in stock and the samples that you develop and the marketing that you create is based around that target market. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, so you do things that will appeal to athletic young girls. You know, you don't have to do stuff that will appeal to 90-year-old men and two-year-olds. Yeah. You know? And if I, and this is all, so there's, we're afraid um, and, and anyone who ever does marketing or sales in general, you know, starts to develop this, you know, oh, well, if I cut off this product line yeah. or, or, or I don't, you don't even necessarily have to tell the customers no, but it, you're, you're also you're not you know, looking we, for it. Yeah, we are not looking for it. And we also talked about before um, in some of our other podcasts that if your website is surrounded around young women's sports, if a business owner comes to your website, they're not yeah. going to associate it. So that's part of the fear as well. Is yeah. Like, well, if I hand a, if a guy tells me he wants me to make, um, you know, plumbing shirts, yeah. you know, for his crew, and he goes to my, you know, just for girls sportswear website, <laughs> right, you know, right. or, or email Mindy at just for girls, okay. you know, um, then is that guy going to really feel comfortable? I don't know. We're not going to judge that guy if he feels comfortable or not. No, and no, also really. if. You know, and this. Well, how did you run into him? Did yeah. you run into him at like at a local at a local chamber of commerce meeting that you yeah, attend? That yeah. you guys are friends, and you're like, well, yeah, I have a custom girls, but I can do. Other yeah, things yeah, too, so I can help out your company. You know, uh, so but you got to you know break away from that fear of that because what you've got is opportunity to make more money. And and uh, and I think that here's another solution to to kind of that fear is. Don't become emotionally invested in a particular niche market. You know, look at it as a business decision and don't pick just one. Mm -hmm. You know, you can narrow your niches down into just one. But, you know, let's say that you have a that built-in preference for fishing. Like your family fishes, you've always fished, you know a lot about fishing, you know a lot of people that fish, you know how to reach that market. Okay, so that's... That might be your niche market. You know, you've, you've picked that one. Well, what's on either side of that that you can test that might be better or might have more potential or might cover you if no one actually buys fishing shirts? Yeah, and it's also related for, ex you're thinking about it for expansion too. Yeah. So fishing's doing really well, and um, I, I'm selling more and more of it, but um, like canoeing. I was just going to say, yeah. Kayaking are kind of. Uh, they're next they're door, they're neighbors. They're next door, you know, um, because maybe that person that fishes also is really into doing it on a canoe and going down, you know, 
trails and, yeah, yeah. and streams and such. I mean, camping and, and hiking. And camping, and, and, you know, hiking. You know, so now it's like, oh, well, I could do all outdoor stuff. Slow down, though. Right. Like, you know, like, but, you get know, you there can, one yeah, day. Yeah, you, you can pick, like, two or three of those niches to develop, you know, some, some ideas towards, and you can test whether or not canoeing is better or fishing is better or hiking is better or if two are great and one is bad. You know, if you always have more than one niche working, then you're never going to spend like that three months investing in a particular niche market that doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, you can. You have a few different projects going on at yep. once. Um, and when you had mentioned about samples and 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 your your um, uh, the blanks that you can keep, yeah. and your book of things that you like to carry and you like to sell, you know that it's important to consider that within your niches. You know what? What can I? I want to focus on doing on like repair companies. You know, okay. so any home repair companies. I want to go around and I'm going to just talk to anybody who does home repair. And here's the blanks that I thought would be great if their if their staff showed up wearing these blanks. Yes. You know, if their office staff wore these blanks, um, you know, these would be great. You can start building the blanks. Now you take this block of blanks and you and and everything that goes along with this niche. So here's how I'm going to sell to them. Here's how I'm going to talk to them. Here's the price point I'm going to reach at. Yep. And then, again, with that same concept, like, where can I lift this up and drop it right onto something else? And it right. fits. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's really close to plumbers. Yeah. You know, maybe it's really close to, I don't know, if you're doing auto repair, maybe it's really close to boat repair. Yeah, and maybe it can also be different, but but the product line that you've built can be close enough. So maybe I can lift this and I can also move it to an example we used in a previous podcast, like insurance and mortgage salespeople. Yeah. Well, how is that related? Okay, well, half the stuff I picked was polo shirts. Right. And button-ups. Right. Well, that works for them. Maybe not these, like, Dickie-style button-ups. They're probably not interested in that, but that's not why I'm going to push to them. I've already selected, like, a moisture wick polo, a cotton yeah, yeah. polo. A that's a good. That's polo. a good, another good approach. Yeah. So, so when you're thinking of the related markets, I also you also should be thinking about the products that you've created and become an expert on. Yeah. Who else can you sell those specific to? Yeah. So you've got the youth sports apparel kind of girls things happening. Where else can I push that to? I can probably push that into fitness which is different than sports. Yeah, good one. You know, I like so that. I can go into and I can maybe get into um, gyms, yep. you know, um, or maybe even yoga studios. Right. You know, okay, well, now I'm starting to think of some other you know, niche areas that, that my apparel is related to. So if this is starting to seem like a lot to do, a lot of planning and a lot of strategy and a lot of thinking before you make your first shirt, or do your design, good, because that's what we're trying to get you to do. <clears throat> because, like, picking the niche market can be, you know, the, the key to making big money, or it can be the key to going out of business if you pick if you pick one and go after it and don't have any other options. Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of the fear thing that you get yeah. into, um, but it's part of the risk and the reward. Right. So um, oftentimes... When we talk to folks who say that um, that they can't make enough money 
um, in their market. My market is saturated. There's too many T-shirt shops and right. whatever it might be. I mean, and that's true of any business anywhere. Yeah. Mechanics, all that stuff, right? No matter what you're in, um, you could. There's always going to be a small percentage of people who feel like. Market saturated. There's no money to be making this. Why did I bother to buy all this mechanic equipment? And, and they'll post that on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, um, <coughs> but it's true of everything. It's yeah. not just T-shirts. It's yeah. literally everything from restaurants to smoothie shops to vape stores. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, the difference is when you look at the really successful ones over time. For the most part, it's because that they focus in on a little niche group of people. Right. You know, so um, that's something to think about. It's yeah. part of the risk. But that's why Mark said, you know, you avert that risk a little bit by thinking of a few yeah. and going for it. But if you are going to, if you're too afraid to try it at all, um, then you're you're also, you're, you're avoiding a risk that's going to help you make more money. Yeah. If, you're, if all you're trying to do is compete against other T-shirt shops, that are screen printers and everywhere, every you know, and and all yeah. of these other things, and you're just trying to compete against them. All you're going to run into is a person who calls all three, yeah. finds the best price, who can deliver it the fastest. They talk in whatever reason they choose, and then they're going to sell it. And you're constantly going to be racing to the bottom, and you're not going to make any, the money that you want to make unless you're setting up your business to do that. Right. Somebody listening to this and some of our customers are these generalists. Yeah. They do everything. And they sell things at a very low margin, but they're doing thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of yeah. garments a month, and they own nine different machines. Right. They are a generalist. Yeah. They're Macy's. Yeah. They can afford to sell a polo for nine ninety nine. Literally, can make Macy's can. I'm referring right. to Macy's. I don't know how much they will sell. Oh, yeah. Their polo. A Macy's, you can go and you can get a ten dollar polo. Sure. However, or if you go to. Um, a niche market store in the mall, like the Eddie Bauer store or a Nike store, you're not going to find a $9 polo there. Yeah. You know? So there's your difference right there. If you're going to compete with generalists and you're not a generalist, yeah. it's going to work I, well I, for I, you. I, I like all that. So the, the purpose of this podcast today was to get you guys thinking about um, how to make more money, about choosing a niche market or two or three, and about what focusing on something like that can potentially do for your business. So what we'd like as an exercise for you to do is write down any niche markets that you're in, and then maybe find the niche markets that are to the right and to the left. Yeah, and if you have, and really if you have one big customer or a handful of small customers that are do something very specific, Yeah then there's one. You're already in a niche market. Right. You might not do any marketing or focus or anything on it yet, but what if you took those customers and you developed a little mini catalog of, of products that you consistently sell to them, and then you tried to find other people like them? That's like kind that. of the concept of it. Yeah. Um, but that, another part of the exercise is to practice that triangle, and you yeah. can draw that. So on the top, um, you can put humans if, if you'd like, you more might dogs. dogs, you know. Um, but I mean, that's kind of—it's a little bit of a joke. Don't but put if cats, you want to make it. Don't put cats. cats so not like apparel. No. Um, so if you want to, though, if you want to make it fun, you know, make it real big and start with humans. And yeah. Start with the United States. You know, sometimes just doing little silly things like that can help you get 
make make a task that seems daunting and a little lighthearted. Yeah. So anyway, but you you want to build yourself a triangle, and then you're going to say, all right, I'm going to sell. I'm, but uh, you know, is it going to be local only? Okay. Is it going to be your city or your county? Right. Okay. Is it not going to be local? It's going to be. It's going to be online. It's going to be on through a specific search engine. It's going to be through people on Instagram or people on Facebook. You know, like where? Yeah. What's the location? Then start thinking. What are? How can I categorize people? Yeah. To get to push some out of the ones I want to make my marketing and sales. What are their interests? What are their demographics? Their what is demographics. their geography? And it can be anything. And none. And and you don't have to be concerned about and choosing a demographic or an interest or or a sex or anything like that about it being you know if you say I just want to my market is 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 you know Hispanic females there's nothing wrong with saying like I just want to make stuff for Latinas right like I have a bunch of great ideas yeah I know I know a bunch of them I am one yeah you know um all of these things like I mean I don't mean me, me literally. Well, I mean, I'm, we talk about judging all the time, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, go for that then. You know, yeah. if if you're just say like, I just want to go with you know with Jewish men. Yeah, it doesn't mean that that you dislike anybody else or you have to be fearful. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to feel bad about it or feel bad about it. Just say no. Like I know about the culture. You I have know a bunch you have of an expertise. I have an expertise, and maybe you even want to find niches inside those niches to narrow it down. Exactly, you know? exactly. Maybe well, you do stuff for quinces, or maybe you only do something for Hasidic Jews, or you know maybe there's something else. Yeah, and we have customers. The reason all of these examples that we have are all customers you yeah. have or had or will have. Right. You know, so one of the first embroidery machines that I actually sold that you mentioned it was um, a Jewish guy from New York and he specifically was doing embroidery just for just for traditional Hasidic Jew type of that's face. Great. Yeah. So and 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 that's what was his niche. Yeah. And it was a big passion of his. He loved it. Yeah. Right. Where it's our thing we we discussed yeah. here. He was kind of in the group already. Right. Um, <coughs> he um, he knew that they were passionate about. They wanted really. The problem was was that they were buying garments and apparel and things from other companies and places online. And so many of the of the men that he was dealing with, they were disappointed with the quality. Right. They said, "I would, you know, I would pay fifty dollars if it looked good." Right, you know, but yeah. I'm, you know, I, 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 and I called the company and I said, "Do you have anything nicer?" And they said, "No, this is only sure yeah. offer." Yeah, So he came in and he said, "I'm going to make really good stuff." Right. Um. So yeah, and and find your niche. Think about what it is. Start with an exercise. Draw a triangle and try to narrow it down, and narrow it down to the point where you say, "Okay, that's too narrow." Right. And then go up one tier. Guy's name Ted. Yeah. Way too okay. narrow. Way too narrow. Go up a tier, go up a tier, and find that, try to find a balance to say, okay, here's something where there's enough people that I can think of, specific apparel or marketing or whatever, Yeah. Um, and then go for it. And then find the neighbors next door, as you mentioned earlier. I love that. Um, okay, so I think we've given you enough to think about and chew on and go over. And what I'd, what I'd love is to hear from you guys on the niches that you pick. Because we're still suspicious that all evidence points that none of you actually do any of the things that we suggest. <laughs> so I'd like a little proof. If you have found a niche, um, then uh, you know send send us an email, post it on the Facebook group, um, or uh, heck, send 
send me an email, marketing at coldse.com. Go ahead and send it to me, and Mark and I will actually talk about the niche a little bit. Maybe we'll think of some suggestions on ways that you might go after. Yeah, okay? yeah, and you should actually do this. Um, and you, you know, you're a business owner. You make your own decisions, and you've made a lot of probably great decisions. Yeah, and maybe one of them is not really trying to develop this type of a niche marketing strategy. Yeah, but I would challenge you to try something different if you haven't before, and just say, okay, I'm going to invest a bit. A bit of time, a little bit of marketing material, a bit of my sales calls, however you do it, and see if when you attempt this marketing approach, if it doesn't turn out to increase your sales or your your average sale. Or your profits. Or your profits. Okay. And if it does, then, then you found something. Then we're a win. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks very much for your time today listening to episode 59 wow. of the Custom Apparel Startup Podcast. I can't Scott wait for podcast. the 60 jokes. We're, we're, we're retiring at 65. <laughs> and I think that's going to be don't, it. Don't you dare say that. This is, this is 2017. Okay. We can keep going. till till 72. All right, guys. Thanks right. very much for your attention. Um, this has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have a good business.